Welcome to the Mom Guilt Podcast. I'm your host, Vanna, a dermatology nurse practitioner turned wellness enthusiast. We're not here to get rid of mom guilt. Instead, we will give you the tools and systems to get you through whatever season you're in because when you have the right systems, you're able to experience freedom in motherhood and prioritize yourself. Mom Guild exists to introduce you to the life-changing habits that can create a life you never thought possible. If you're listening to this, you are not here by mistake, and I can't wait for you to dive into all things wellness and prioritization. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Mom Guilt Podcast. You guys have been loving the solo episode so much. There's going to be a stretch of them, like I said in the last episode. I am getting requests for several topics. So we're going to do big talks. We're going to talk these out. And my hope is that it helps someone and that you and me become more connected, that you feel encouraged and like you're exactly where you are supposed to be and being peaceful and content in where you are in your life, your relationships, your career, whatever endeavors you are a part of. And we have a community that holds space for improvement with no judgment of the present moment. We take what we need from these big talks and leave the rest. I've always, always said that. And I have had several requests to do a parenting episode, like how we handle our kids' tantrums or how we discipline them, trying to avoid traumas like we're all now candidly talking about from, you know, generational experiences. And I am by no means an expert. I am not a a counselor, a psychologist, but I will tell you, I have done a lot of inner work. I follow a lot of um, like childhood psychology accounts and I am just educating myself on and then also listening to my inner intuition. I am praying about it. And it's, it's really hard because we have two boys for the any of you that are new around here. Graham is seven and Wells is going to be five in March. And I can't, I can't even believe I'm saying that, but they are two totally different people and we have to discipline them completely differently. Graham is such a like gentle, quiet soul. And he, when he gets upset or we're trying to discipline him and he feels guilty or shameful. I can see it in his eyes and it breaks my heart. He, he, he puts walls up. He does what I do. He puts walls up and he doesn't want to talk about it. And it has been really a hard balance of giving him that space, but not so much the space to where he feels alone and rejected. When I was younger, I would, be told to go to my room. I would go to my room on my own. And I just recently talked about this with my parents and they'd say, yeah, we would just let you go in there and just leave you alone. And they never came in and were like, do you want to talk about it? Or, you know, we never talked it out. But again, I think that's a generational thing. Like, I think that's just what a lot of our parents were taught to do, did like you just sweep it under the rug, let it, 
let it blow over and move on. Don't talk about it. And I will tell Graham all the time, when you get older, if you don't learn to talk about things right now, buddy, it's going to get so hard and you're going to have all of these walls up. He'll look at me and be like, what does that mean? And I try to explain it as best as I can to a seven-year-old. In disciplining him, we don't ever have to be like super, super stern. Like we don't necessarily lose our temper or like that's not the the overarching theme with Graham. It's that we have to put things into perspective in like real life situations. Like when he's ugly to his brother, we'll have to say, you know, buddy, if you do you treat your friends like this, if you treat other people like this, you are going to have very hard time making friends when you're older and like explaining that to them, not to the point where it scares him. But so he understands like you have got to be self-aware. You have got to be a kind, loving person, a part of this collective that contributes and doesn't always take away. So in Graham, I think our biggest thing is just keep keeping on trying and trying and trying to break through those walls and getting him to a point where he wants to talk with us. And he is starting to get to that point, which warms my heart so much, but that is our biggest challenge with him is that he will go and just shut down and shut off from the world. And if you let your children do that, because I did that as a child later on what it will likely cause is a lot of walls built up and they won't be able to talk about things in future relationships the things you're not addressing now in their lives they will only suffer with later and that is something that i have personally been working through and try to see and relate that to my kids now wells on the other hand is he lets all his emotions out when he is upset. I'm talking, and I can see it. He doesn't know how to control them. He doesn't know how to appropriately let his anger or being upset. It all results in him throwing a tantrum and I don't mean that in a negative connotation I don't really know another verbiage or term to use for that so that's just what I'm saying and I don't mean that negatively but I'm talking to where he slams doors screams at the top of his lungs um and it like comes to a point where we've been like at what point do we let him do this and at what point do we stop him and not let him do this because he needs to get his emotions out so we ordered um what they have at his school it's called cozy and i don't know what the exact method is but we got him we made a space for him in our house called his cozy it's really our guest room closet cuz that's where he likes to go and there's a bean bag in there and sensory toys so that he is focusing on something else and decompressing when he gets really, really upset. Um, and there's there are kits you can actually get on Amazon and I'll link it. They're a little bit pricey. So we just kind of like DIY'd ours. But we um, it's like stomp it out, push the wall so it like gets those feelings out and those 
those really like angry feelings out. Um, I was I was reading a book and a psychologist recommended like punching the bed. But then I start to worry, like, is that promoting violence? Um, again, not an expert, but what we've really tried to do is ourselves remain calm. It is never easy to do that, but ourselves remain calm so that he knows we will never leave him. We will never not love him. We will never not accept him because of his emotions and we will always be there. He's not, he will not scare us. He cannot push us away. He cannot do anything to make us not love him. So we say, you know, go to Cozy, and when you're done, come and get us. And he does that. And I do think that in, in giving him his own space, his own safe space, and his own area to let his emotions out is tremendously helped. We have made positive steps, but there is definitely improvement to be made. And I'm not here to tell anyone how to discipline their children. I just cannot. This is not going to be a popular opinion. Um, I was spanked as a child. And I always said that I believe in spanking as a discipline. But there's something within me that does not think that's acceptable. Um, if you spank your children, no judgment whatsoever. Um, I told Brian when I went to him with this, I said, I will not spank them again. Um, they're getting to the age where I, something in me tells me that they see it as an invasion of their body, a violence. And I can see where you could sit them down and say, you know, I'm going to spank you now because this is, um, this is your discipline for or the repercussions of your actions and not spanking them out of, out of anger or out of spite. Like our, one of our previous preachers talked about that. And, you know, it says in the Bible, spare the rods, bull the child. Um, but it doesn't say you have to hit the child with the rod. So I don't know. I just feel a calling not to spank them, especially at this age. Of course, when they were younger, I would like pop them on the hand and say, no, no. Um, but really spanking them. I just went to Brian and he was re very respectful. Um, and I tried to be very respectful and say, you know, we can talk about this further. And if you feel called to discipline them a certain way, that's fine. But I'm just letting you know that I'm not comfortable spanking them anymore. Um, and it went well. So we are a work in progress, but all that to say, we have to parent and discipline both of our kids very, very differently. And it took a while to figure that out. It's definitely not a one size fits all. We always heard that. But until you experience it, like you just don't get it. And I think the hardest thing for us is not losing our peace over it when they are having a tantrum and they won't come out of it. You know, giving really having compassion and understanding that they're just trying to get a hold of their feelings and they don't know how to do that at this age and guiding them in doing that. You should not give your kids the responsibility or power of your feelings. They can't carry that. They cannot carry that weight. It is not their job to make sure you don't lose your peace or your temper with them, no matter what they do. I, Listen, I'm not saying I don't do this. I'm just saying I'm trying to be more conscious of doing this 
or I guess you could say not doing this. A lot of times when they're at their worst, it's a cry that they need help and maybe they don't even realize it. I follow, like I said, a lot of child psychology in different spaces and I see a ton of instances when they talk about when children ask you to play with them or they ask you to color with them, that's their way of asking for your help and your attention. And, you know, maybe most of the time it doesn't even have to be that complicated. Like maybe they genuinely just want you to play with them or color with them. But just try to be conscious. And if if something seems off or out of rhythm, like have a conversation An example of this is Graham began to ask if we could pick him up from school versus riding the bus. Like he said that it was because he wanted to spend more time with us and just something in my gut told me there was more to it. It was just it was just like all from our routine and, you know, the way that he was acting. And we always immediately if something's off, he's like, can we do this instead of this? Can we not do this? Like the other day he he said, can I go to Wells's Sunday school because their Sunday school um, child care sl- split in under kindergarten and then kindergarten and over. He was like, can I go with Wells to kindergarten or to his Sunday school class? And we were like, why? What's happening? What's going on? He was like, nothing. I just want to spend more time with Wells. <laughs> I want to believe that's true, but I don't think that's that's the case. And I'm praying that um, God will reveal to us or Graham will, will reveal to us what that what's going on there. But when he did this about riding the bus, he he kept saying he just wanted to spend more time with us. And finally, a year later, I don't remember what brought it up. but He said, can I tell you something? And he told us about he was getting bullied at school. And it was like at the water fountain every time this kid would co- come up to him and say like, if you don't hurry up, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And if you tell an adult, then I'll do X, Y, and Z. Um, it's not appropriate to say on here. In saying that, I, we knew. We could tell something was off. And he kept saying, no, it's fine. I just want to spend more time with you. So if you have that gut feeling as a parent, don't necessarily push it and you know make it to where they're like, gosh, every time I ask for something different, they're going to question me about it. But it may not happen overnight, but gradually setting up an environment to where they feel like they can talk to you if they want to. Grandma, a lot of times when we're doing a bedtime story, say, hey, mom, can we talk? And that is one of my favorite sentences he says to me. And it, it means we're starting to break the cycle of sweeping things under the rugs, of putting this facade that previous generations taught us and, you know, not of their fault. Like, I I think all the time, and I have something in counseling that stuck with me said, if you had the exact same resources or circumstances of someone else, who's to say that you would not have done the exact same thing? And you've probably heard me say that before, and it's something that just really sticks with me. So it's it's not ne- necessarily to place blame, but to be conscious and break those cycles. Like that's the whole point of this episode is consciously breaking cycles. And this chat is by no means to make you feel guilty because believe me, I have lost it more often than not. There are times when I want to 
stick a screen in their face because I just need a minute when I get frustrated when they ask me to play because I just don't want to. But I try to remind myself when they get older and they don't need the financial support or tangible support of clothes, food, transportation, I want to be the one that they come to for refuge. And the honest truth is that if you don't establish a relationship with your kids or if your parents did not establish that relationship with you as a child, it won't be a Gilmore Girls or the the male equivalent when you're both adults, when they can choose to have a certain type of relationship with you or not. As hard as it gets sometimes, I try to get out of the trees and instead see the forest. And I feel like it's very important to disclaim again before we wrap up that I am no expert. I just have diligently prayed. Brian and I have had endless conversations of how should we do this? How should we do that? I mean, I think that's another component is really really talking to your spouse about it. If you're co-parenting, holding a space for having those conversations with the other parent of your child, whether you are together or not in a loving relationship or not, your child sees that and your child needs to be first. I will always stick to that, whatever the circumstance may be. I hope this was encouraging and not discouraging or stressful. And thank you for allowing the space for me to really be therapeutic. A a lot of these episodes, you know, I said that from the beginning, I wanted this to be something where you could always take away from every single episode. But I think maybe I even take the most away from it when I have to sit down, think about what I'm going to talk about, and then th- really think through my feelings. Like I, f- I feel the same way in recording these and talking to you as I do when I was in counseling and had to go through workbooks and things like that. So even just sitting here talking to you, you're helping me. And I thank you for that. Please let me know. These last few episodes are from requests. I would love, love for you to message me on mom guilt podcast i run all my socials i see all the messages and these solos a lot of them are q a's or from you guys saying hey can you talk about this and while i'll disclaim i'm no expert i'm happy to share what has worked for me what has not worked for me I am pretty much an open book, have been most of my life. Like if you know me and you or you get to know me, um, I'm pretty, pretty much don't hold anything back <laughs> in a good way, in a bad way. My, my parents have always said, yep, it's pretty much black and white with Vanna. My mother-in-law, <laughs> bless her soul. She was like, well, if there's one thing I know Vanna will always be honest with me. <laughs> And she's like, I really appreciate that. And I always chuckle when I think about the first time I heard her say that. Um, But yeah, hope this is a really, really uh, therapeutic space for growth and an honest space for you. And I hope you have a great rest of your day, wherever you are in your day, if it's morning, afternoon or night. And don't forget to 
follow us on socials. Vanapedia underscore NP is my personal account. And then Mom Guilt Podcast on Instagram. You can also watch these full length on YouTube. I don't look the best like right now. I have worked all day. This is at night. My kiddos are downstairs watching a movie with my husband and I'm up here chatting with you guys, but I love it. I love this time. Again, hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I will see you on the next one. Before you go, to grow our mom guilt community, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Find and follow us on Instagram at Mob Guilt Podcast and on TikTok at Vanapadia underscore NP. You can also watch each episode on video form at my YouTube channel, Vanapadia. Last but not least, always remember, take what you need and it's okay to want more. See you next time, mama.